to The Turnout with Brooke and Alyssa. <laughs> Hello. Hey. <laughs> and today we have such a good topic. It's finding peace in troubled times because it's actually pretty crazy right now because <laughs> a lot's going on. And um, so first off, it's really cool because Alyssa and I, we repaired this outline and then we just put on our Instagram story, just asking followers what kind of topics they would like to hear from us. And someone said peace. They've been studying peace right now. It'd be cool if we did a podcast about it, like an episode. And so it's really cool because we're like, wait, we're literally recording this week about it. Anyways, inspired. We feel cool. (laughs) Yes. I'm personally so excited for this one because it's been on my mind a lot, especially this year. And I feel like I found myself thinking like over and over again that it's just amazing how fast life has just flipped from even like a year ago. Yeah. I'm like, what in the world? Like this year has been so far a great reminder to kind of reconsider my personal like foundation and where I pull strength from. And so just studying about this topic has helped me so much already. And I hope that it does the same for everybody else. So I'm super excited for this week. I just feel like this year has been a rough one. Just one thing after the next. Started off strong with COVID. Um, Then we have the Black Lives Matter movement um, with racism and then straight into sex trafficking. And I feel like it's just one thing after the next. And so this is definitely the perfect time, I feel like, to address where we can really get peace from in these crazy times. I totally agree, and I am so grateful to be a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints because it has brought me so much peace. Absolutely. So the very first talk that I found that has helped me a lot is called This, the Greatest of All Dispensations. Um, It was given by Jeffrey R. Holland in 2007. He starts off his talk um, by just saying, Many have asked, Is this the hour of the second coming of the Savior? and all that is prophesied surrounding that event. Um, He says, Indeed, sometime not long after 9-11, a missionary asked me, in all honesty and full of faith, Elder Holland, are these the last days? I saw the earnestness in his face and some of the fear in his eyes. I said, Yes, Elder, we are in the last days, but there is really nothing new about that. The promised second coming of the Savior began with the first vision of the prophet Joseph Smith in 1820. We can be certain that we are in the last days, years and years of them. I gave him a friendly shake of the hand and sent him on his way. He smiled, seemed more reassured. To put all this in some context and held his head a little higher as he left me. I hasten to say that I do know what this young man was really asking. What he really meant was, will I finish my mission? Is there any point in getting an education? Can I hope for a marriage? Do I have a future? Is there any happiness ahead for me? And I say to you what I said to him. Yes, certainly. To all those questions. I love that. That was way good. It's so good. And it's so crazy because, you know, we all remember uh, 9-11. You know, like I remember I was homeschooled, but I remember like where I was in my house when I found out about it. Mm -hmm. And it is such a crazy, like that was such a crazy time. And now like, (laughs) look at us now in 2020. I know. I I was just telling my mom the other day, like, even a couple years ago, I was like, oh, man, these are the last days. Life is rough sometimes. Like, I had no idea. And things are just going to get crazier. Not to 
I don't know, create any fear or anything, but it is like things just are heavy. And I think that I loved Elder Holland's answer because it kind of puts us back into perspective. Like there still is a point to fulfilling our purpose in life. Yeah. So yeah, that was a great quote. I love that. It, it, it really, honestly, that right there really helped me because I'm not going to lie. I totally am like, is there a point like to me, like even <laughs> trying to like, you know, find another job, like everything like that. But it's like, okay, bro, calm yeah. down. Yes, there is. <laughs> We're still <laughs> moving on with life. Um, he continues yeah. his talk, um, by just the few things. So he goes, live as faithfully as we possibly can. We must not be paralyzed just because of events ahead of us somewhere. He continues, never let fear and the father of fear, Satan himself, divert us from our faith and faithful living. Be faithful. God is in charge. He knows your name and he knows your need. Consider searching the scriptures for verses of hope, peace, and faith in Jesus Christ. The Savior spoke to his disciples as he faced his crucifixion and as they faced fear, disarray, and persecution. In his last collective counsel to them in mortality, he said, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So in a world of tribulation, let's remember our faith and let's live life more fully with more boldness and courage than at any other time. And Elder Holland, he closes by saying, I leave you my love and my testimony that God not only lives, but he loves us. He loves you. Everything he does is for our good and our protection. There are evil and sorrow in the world, but there is no evil or harm in him. He is our father, a perfect father, and he will help us find refuge from the storm. So comforting. It makes it feel so much more necessary to turn to him when we are struggling because it's almost like there's no way to do it on our own. Yes. So I love the part, especially that said that he is a perfect father and we have to remember that and trust him completely because he knows exactly what each of us personally needs to progress. And maybe we needed to be alive during this time for a specific reason. And it's really up to us to either look at it in a negative light or see it in a way that we can really grow and progress. So it's a really good quote. And we're here on earth because God knew that we could overcome the challenges in this time. And I just think that's really cool because they're really strong. Look at us go. What a crazy time this is. Getting through it. (laughs) Seriously. Um, There's another quote that I really like um, by Evan A. Schmoltz. Um, The talk is, God shall wipe away all tears. He says, when we view the difficult experiences of life through the lens of faith in Christ, we are able to see that there can be godly purpose in our suffering. That's really good. It kind of makes you think about what is godly purpose and what is God's purpose for this happening in my life. That's a really good question to ask yourself when you're going through something yeah. hard because there really is a purpose. I that's a, I, I believe that if we're going through a trial, I don't feel like there's there's no reason for it, you know. Yeah, it's not just like a waste of time right. for everybody. It's a refiner's fire. It's helping us. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you think about in your life when you've grown the most, it's always after really difficult times, right? right? So I was looking up ways that we can have inner peace because I feel like that goes along with it. And these things that I have found kind of set you up to be able to 
fully have the spirit and to have a good perspective because you're really taking care of yourself. So I'll just read a couple, but um, the first one is one that we've talked about multiple times, which is to practice gratitude. Nothing puts you in a better mindset than to think about the things that you do have instead of how hard things are and the things that you lack. So love that one. Um, A few of the other ones are to just accept what you cannot change. That one I feel like is really hard for me to do, but very important. Take care of your mind. So avoid any negative self-talk. Take care of your body going right along with that. Um, Journaling, I really liked that one because it kind of keeps your thoughts organized. And when you're organized, you're happy. We all know that. (laughs) Um, Avoid being judgmental. It's not going to help anybody if you're judging other people when you're going through a rough time or when you need inner peace in general. Yes. President Monson, he gave a talk to the Relief Society women, and I can't remember the name of the talk. It's something about charity, but I, it reminds me when you're like, don't judge others. But I think in this time right now, too, a lot of people are like maybe judging someone how maybe they're not handling COVID the way that someone thinks they should or something like that. But I think it's important to remember that everyone is just trying to get through this life. Like we all are. <laughs> and I'm not perfect. Like, I, yeah, I'm like, I judge people and I shouldn't. But I'm just like, overall, I think that it's like, like, and this is from Elder, or sorry, President Monson's talk. He's just like, we're all just trying to get through this life. Why don't we just support others and just be kind to them? <laughs> and so yes. anyways, I just think that like, especially right now, it's a crazy time. So yes, it's definitely not a race against each other. Yeah. yeah I love that. Um, being judgmental doesn't help you in any way. Yeah. Like if it makes you feel better, then you probably have some thinking to do. <laughs> like. <laughs> Because I know, I mean, we're all guilty of it, but it's just being judgmental will not help you have peace in any way. Right. It won't. So going along with that, be authentic, meditate. Don't tell something to yourself that you wouldn't tell to someone else and just accept yourself and don't compare yourself. So all of these things are supposed to bring you inner peace. Um, And like I said, should kind of set you up for success when turning to the savior because you'll be in the right mindset to be able to accept help and peace from the spirit and from Christ's atonement. So I thought those were some important things to kind of talk about, just like things that we can do now to, yeah, take care of ourselves and find that inner peace. So good. Those are all so, so helpful. Um, so Alyssa and I, we were It was right after we learned more about sex trafficking that like we both, it was like that same day (laughs) we were texting each other and we're both like having like major anxiety and we were just both felt like icky and we were texting and you like mentioned to me, Alyssa, that you're like, what did you say? I can't exactly remember. It was something along those lines. Yeah. I remember being like, oh, it's just hard to imagine like bringing more kids into a world that's this crazy. Right. Right. Okay. That's it. (laughs) So definitely had that thought for sure. Yeah. And then you were like, but wait, maybe I want to have more kids because I want them to be like, have a good family and not be in this like crazy world. Like, so I like how you just fixed it just like that. And I mean, they're going to come here. Yeah. So might as well give them a great place to be. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And I love that. And then it, and then we started talking because we remembered the talk by Elder Razband. Um, it was called be not troubled. It was given, I think this, was it given this, this like, was it October 2019 or April 2020's conference? I can't remember. It was in a recent year, yeah. I think, though. And it's just, it, he was truly inspired because 
he addresses this. So I'm just going to read what he said. Some years ago, one of our young married daughters and her husband asked Sister Razban and me a very important life-influencing question. Is it still safe and wise to bring children into this seemingly wicked and frightening world we live in? Now, that was an important question for a mom and dad to consider with their dear married children. We could hear the fear in their voices and feel the fear in their hearts. Our answer to them was a firm yes. It's more than okay. As we shared fundamental gospel teachings and our own heartfelt impressions and life experiences, fear is not new. The disciples of Jesus Christ out of the Sea of Galilee feared the wind and the waves in the dark of the night. As his disciples today, we too have fears. Our single adults fear making commitments such as getting married. Young marrieds, like our children, can fear bringing children into an increasingly wicked wicked world. Missionaries fear lots of things, especially approaching strangers. Widows fear going forward alone. Teenagers fear not being accepted. Grade schoolers fear the first day of school. University students fear getting back a test. We fear failure, rejection, disappointment, and the unknown. We fear hurricanes, earthquakes, and fires that ravage the land and our lives. We fear not being chosen, and on the flip side, we fear being chosen. We fear not being good enough. We fear that the Lord has no blessings for us. We fear change, and our fears can escalate to terror. Have I included just about everyone? I think so. Safe to say. I think that we can relate to, if not one, many of these. So Absolutely. Um, he continues, how is fear dispelled? He says, our love for him and his gospel dispels fear. I thought that was pretty powerful. Absolutely, because if you think about it, like faith is the opposite of fear. So when we're exercising faith in the gospel and in Jesus Christ, then fear can't exist at the same time, which is much easier said than done. (laughs) But because I definitely relate to all of those fearful moments, like I'm pretty sure I feared almost all of those things on that list. Same. But I think that that's important to remember, like that faith is the main thing that will get us through fear. Yes, exactly. And I like also how he just addressed your question to begin with. It's just like bringing children to this world. It's like, it's so cool that like there is a talk that literally answers your question. And I, I yes, it's more than okay. Yes. <laughs> and I just feel like if you're struggling with anything, you're scared of anything, you're having a fear, I bet you anything there's a talk on it. Because you know, God just knew that you would have that question. The best resource. <laughs> the best resource. <laughs> Um, so Elder Razband, he continues, um, he says, first stand in holy places. He says the next, um, is be not troubled. And the last is trust the Lord and his promises. He continues like now what happens to the daughter and son-in-law who asked the very heartfelt and probing fear-based question years ago? Well, they now have seven beautiful children. And I love that so much. And then he ends his talk by saying, take heart, brothers and sisters. Yes, we live in perilous times, but as we stay on the covenant path, we need not fear. I bless that as you do so, you will not be troubled by the times in which we live or the troubles that come your way. I bless you to choose to stand in holy places and be not moved. I bless you to believe in the promises of Jesus Christ, that he lives and that he is watching over us caring for us and standing by us. That is just a whole paragraph of comfort to me. I 
love that. I could read that over and over again. Me too. Uh, I'm just so grateful that he addressed fear in that way because, again, like that's something I definitely struggle with. So I loved that whole quote. Me so, too. So it, it's it's very comforting, and to know that I can do my part by standing in holy places um, and just trusting in God and not fearing, which is hard. But thank goodness that I can pray and ask for strength and comfort. So that's a huge blessing. And I'm just so grateful that um, Elder Rasban was inspired to share this message because it's something that I remember when I heard it, I was like, oh, that's good. But honestly, it applies to like, at least for me right now, <laughs> July 2020. Yes. I'm like, I really needed to hear this. So I'm just really Absolutely. grateful for the gospel. Me too. Um, I don't know about anybody else, but I honestly struggle <laughs> with like not wanting to know what's going on in the world. Yes. Because when I do figure things out, for example, like this past week, just everything with the trafficking, it honestly destroys my peace. Like I, it's hard for me to sleep, like to think, and I hate it. And especially as a nine on the Enneagram, like we talked about, I hate it when like something disturbs my peace. And so it's just, it's so hard to even watch the news for me. And, but I also know that I need to be informed and aware of everything going around me so that I can do my part to help in any way that I can and to know how to protect myself and my family best from the things that are out there. And so this topic kind of made me pause and think that maybe peace doesn't come from ignorance, but peace truly comes when we do know everything that's going on in the world and we're still exercising faith that there is a plan and that God loves us and that things can get better and he works in my life. So that's something that I've been trying to focus on, um, that it is okay to be scared of these things, but I don't think that ignorance is the answer. I don't think hiding is the answer, but our faith will truly be strengthened when we do know all of those things and still choose to have faith and remember that Heavenly Father is there helping us. And I got a new piece of art for my home that I showed you this week, Brooke, and I so love it good. so much. You can find it at The Color Amber on Instagram. Um, it's basically a picture of this scene of a home, and you can see inside the home there's a husband and a wife and a baby, and then inside the home it's flowers and sunshine, and the parents are like kind of holding up the house. And outside, it's just the world is dark. It's a stormy, just mess out there. And I love that. Like, if I can truly work on my environment and make it so that faith is such a part of everything that I do and that my family has hope and peace in Christ, like, that would be – that's an amazing shelter right there. And so just know that while things are crazy in the world, like there are things that we can control to feel Heavenly Father in our lives. So I feel like I just talked a ton, what? No. <laughs> but I really do feel that way. And That's so good. And as you're yeah. talking, so many thoughts. Okay, first I think of Come Follow Me, that it's family-based yes. and it's in the home. And I feel yes. like, and then I think of um, Proclamation to the Family. I just think of all yes. of that and it's like the gospel and family, like, <laughs> you know, they go together and that's like safety. And that's why you want to make your home a place where the spirit can um, be there. Um, and then yes. I also, when you were talking, I was just reminded of my patriarchal blessing. And that's something that I receive a lot of peace in because 
it's kind of, it's comforting and it's a map of like, Hey, like if I choose the right, these are the blessings that I can receive. And God put me on this earth at this time because he knew I could overcome the challenges that would face me. And so, um, read your patriarchal blessing. And if you don't have one, then get one. Thank you. That is such a good reminder. I really do need to read it more often. I, you know, you forget that it's such a powerful resource. I love that. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. Have you seen that quote going around on people's Instagram stories where it says that we're living in a time where Satan doesn't even hide anymore and people still don't see him? I have not seen that. Have you seen that? No. I don't know. It's so true. Like things are so like blatantly evil and people choose not to see it that way. I was just thinking though about myself. And the TV shows that I'm watching is, can you, okay, they're just getting a little more sneakier and sneakier with like the more crude stuff. And my thought process is like, oh, it's fine. Oh, it's fine. And then when you think about it, like watching like, okay, people are going to judge me, but I watched Sleepless in Seattle just the other day. And I remember like, Mm -hmm. there's a few parts I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so bad. But now watching it, I'm like, that's literally nothing. And to think, because, like, the shows that I watch now, like, just comparison, it's like, whoa. And I'm not, like, if you, I'm not trying to be, like, I am so much better than other people. No, I'm just, like, it's just crazy. Like, it's just because it comes in slow, and you don't even notice until you look back, and you're, like, whoa, look how far I've come. And I don't know if it's for the better. That's just how sneaky he is. Our shows are getting getting increasingly worse. And we're just easier to justify. Mm Mm-hmm. And it feels just so gradual that sometimes we don't even recognize it. And that's really kind of scary. Mm -hmm. So that brings me straight into my favorite talk that I think I've mentioned on the podcast before, but I seriously read it all the time. And it's called Hear Him by President Nelson. It was this past general conference. And I love everything. I, I just really encourage everybody to go read it right now. It's so good. I love it. And it's so comforting. I love the part where he says that our father knows that when we're surrounded by uncertainty and fear, what will help us the very most is to hear his son. Because when we seek to hear, truly hear his son, we will be guided to know what to do in any circumstance. So I like the part also where he says, as we seek to be disciples of Jesus Christ, our efforts to hear him need to be ever more intentional. It takes conscious and consistent effort to fill our daily lives with his words, his teachings, his truth. We simply cannot rely upon information we bump into on social media. With billions of words online and in marketing-saturated world, constantly infiltrated by noise, nefarious efforts of the adversary, where can we go to hear him? Because how many times do we just see something on social media and take it as truth? And President Nelson is saying that that is something that we cannot do. Instead, we need to turn to the scriptures and... We need to do it daily. He says that daily immersion in the word of God is crucial for spiritual spiritual survival, especially in these days of increasing upheaval. As we feast on the words of Christ daily, he says daily so many times, the words of Christ will tell us how to respond to difficulties we never thought we would face. And then he tells us that we need to really refine our ability to recognize the Holy Ghost and the Holy Ghost testifies of truth. He's the comforter. And yeah, I just am really inspired to kind of refine my personal ability to recognize the spirit in my life. That's so good. And I wonder if that's the same talk. And if I'm repeating it, sorry, but like I have a quote pulled up by 
President Nelson. And it's and it was in Be Not Troubled by Elder Rasband. But he is quoting President Nelson and he says, In coming days, it will not be possible to survive spiritually without the guiding, directing, comforting, and constant influence of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Um, I just it made me think like, is there something that I can give up today that I know is getting in the way of being able to hear the spirit? So yeah, maybe it's TV shows, maybe it's music or thoughts maybe it's negative thoughts towards ourselves so there's so many different things and ways that we can approach this but at the very end president nelson says i promise that your capacity to feel joy will increase even if turbulence increases in your life so wow that's amazing promise that's so good and it reminds me of okay so i this was years ago um, it was like after my mission, I was asked to give a talk on, um, keeping the Sabbath day holy. And I didn't have any personal experiences with this. And I'm like, Oh, how can I give this talk? So, and I was asked like weeks in advance. So anyways, I prayed and I asked Heavenly Father, I was like, Hey, Heavenly Father, like, how can I keep the Sabbath day holy? And but the revelation that I received was don't get on social media on Sundays. And so I was so good at that <laughs> for a while. Unfortunately, not so good now. But the reason why I am saying that and now I'm like, oh, I'm inspired to like start this again. But it's because yeah. that like God knew that I would have a better, um, I would be able to keep the Saturday holy more by not getting on social media. But this is this the, the revelation that I received personally. Everyone's going to be different. Yeah, everyone's going to be different. And so I just know, and I really like what you shared, Alyssa, is just that, if I want to feel the spirit more in my life, I can just pray and ask him and I know I'll receive an answer. Yes. It's so interesting that when I do start to feel anxiety or like when I see things on the news, it's weird because I turn sometimes to social media for comfort. Yeah. 100%. Or just like weird, random things. And I'm like, why do I do that? Like to make me feel better, I sometimes just go to those things and in reality, like I should just go to prayer or the scriptures because those are the things that truly build on your foundation of faith and that yeah thanks I just kind of like that's a good point I need to do better with that and well the thing is like you and I have talked about this (laughs) before like and you and I actually are like okay so listen I had this thought (laughs) and so not to like get (laughs) off topic but like we had we were talking and I feel like everyone goes to something to become numb like I go to Instagram when like if I have this really sad feeling or I something happens and I don't want to feel that feeling, I go to Instagram because I forget yeah. what I was sad about. Um, mm-hmm. And so and I feel like other people like shopaholics, like these people do something so they don't have to feel their feelings. I am not a therapist. Yes. I don't know. I'm just <laughs> this is how I feel. So anyway, so listen, I we were both talking about this. We kind of have the same feeling. So we both have been trying to like not get on Instagram so much. Which, mm-hmm. remember like how it started where we're like, oh, we'll get on there like once a day. But we realized that was really hard. Hardest so. thing. Hardest thing I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is challenging. And so, but I really like that. Like recognize like, okay, like I need to be better and I don't want to be on this so much because it's not making me better. Then yeah, yes. just working on it. So at least we're aware of this. Yeah. That's the first step, right? right. Bringing awareness. So Yeah. And it's not like, yeah, it's just something that we can be using our time more effectively. So, 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, but it's actually crazy because Instagram is also where the news is at. Like I find out a lot of things be- because yes. of Instagram. So it's interesting that like it's a roller coaster <laughs> because you. It's like a what does people say? It's like a rabbit hole. Like you go from one thing to the other, and pretty soon you're like, how did I get here? <laughs> it's just it's crazy how we can do that so quickly. It's so true. But man, um, I heard a, an amazing saying this week. And it's energy flows where focus goes. Ooh. So if we're spending all of our time obsessing over something hard that we're going through or um, just like in a really negative way, you're giving life to that. You're giving all of your energy to that. So you're basically saying this is what matters most when you keep focusing on the negative. That's another thing that we can do as we read our scriptures and turn to more helpful sources um, that help us find peace that all of our energy will flow to those things instead and think about how much more peace we will be able to feel in that mindset, right? Right. That's so good. And another good thing to ask yourself when we're getting all depressed by everything that we're seeing these days is have you prayed about it as much as you have talked about it? Ooh. Oh, that's so good. that helps me. Well, okay. I just found this quote this week. So, but I'm assuming it's going to help me a ton. I'm going to start doing this constantly because how many times do I just like text, like even you and just like talk about it forever, but then it's barely in my prayers at night, you know, and Heavenly Father wants to hear from us and he can help us too. So that is actually super inspired. I need to hear that. That is yeah, so, so I needed good. that. Wow. Thanks. That was so good. (laughs) All of these points are just making me really feel like I just have to use this difficult time to like to solidify my own foundation. And it's just part of the test of life. And it doesn't help to be disappointed in God. But we have to remember that what's going to help is to turn to him with all of our worries. So... This is just a really good reminder for me. I'm learning so much from all of this. Me too. Um, I just have two quotes because I love quotes. But the first one is by Elder Cook in his talk, Live by Faith and Not by Fear. He says, when we choose to follow Christ in faith rather than choosing another path out of fear, we are blessed. And then another quote by Elder Schweitzer. He says, the peace that comes from listening to the Holy Spirit removes the fears of making a poor judgment in life. So I thought those were just two really good quotes. Those are so good. That really puts things into perspective too. Like stick to the path, no matter what you're going through, like that's, what's going to help you get through it the most. Like it's going to be, it's not always going to be easy, but I love that. And that reminds me of a quote by Dumbledore. (laughs) I don't know how many people love Harry Potter, but I love Harry Potter. And (laughs) he says, we must all face the choice between what is right and what is easy. And I think that when it comes down to it, this is such a good quote by Dumbledore, but when it comes down to it, we all go through trials and I feel like there's two paths between, am I going to draw closer to Heavenly Father or am I going to go down another path? And I know we've all faced really hard times, but one of the hardest trials that I went through, I'm so grateful that I 
turn towards Christ because I received so much strength from that. And I think that that's the most important point of this entire um, podcast is, you know, Christ will bring us peace no matter what we're going through. And turning to him will do the most for us in terms of finding happiness and peace, even in the midst of all of this. So that's, yeah, that's so good. Um, hymns, they really get me. Like, I'm not very emotional, and the I find that, like, I get the most emotional over hymns. Yeah. <laughs> like, for it, like, in a spiritual way. But um, I just want to read a little bit from How Firm a Foundation because it's so good. So I'm just going to read a little bit. Um, so the first verse is, Fear not, I am with thee, O be not dismi- dismayed. For I am thy God and will still give thee aid. I'll strengthen thee, help thee, and cause thee to stand, upheld by my righteous, omnipotent hand. In every condition, in sickness, in health, in poverty's veil, or abounding in wealth, at home or abroad, on the land or the sea, as thy days may demand, so thy succor shall be. So good. I just love that hymn. It's amazing. It just gives you so much strength. I love that so much. And I feel like hymns bring this spirit so fast. And that's probably why we sing all the time during sacrament meeting. Yes, <laughs> you know? must be. Because it truly brings the spirit. And then I see in our notes that you also did another hymn. You should read that one too. Okay. I also had another one. I just didn't know if I would have, <laughs> if that's to too share. much. But yes. you, we have to share yeah. where can I turn for, for peace. We have to because right? people will be like, um, they forgot like the one that has the word peace in it. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> okay. So verse three is my favorite. He answers privately, reaches my reaching, in my Gethsemane, Savior and friend. Gentle the peace he finds, for my beseeching, constant he is and kind, love without end. So good. So good. Reaches my reaching. Oh, I love that so much. I just picture like his hand grabbing your hand, wherever you are, even if you're at the very bottom, like no... There's no place that's too low for his love to lift you up. So, yeah, so good. That's so good. Um, and then I'm going to share another quote just in closing. Um, it's Finding Peace in Troubled Times by Elder Mom. I hope I said his last name right. He says, Let us focus on those things that will sustain a lasting peace of mind and heart. Then our confidence will wax strong in the presence of God. The promise to enter into the rest of the Lord to receive the gift of peace is far from a temporary, worldly satisfaction. It is indeed a heavenly gift. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. He has the power to heal and strengthen the soul. He is Jesus Christ. To that, it's just beautiful. Yeah, and... (laughs) it's so good because I like the part where it says it's not temporary. It's not a worldly satisfaction. And it just comes down to it. Like as we draw closer to Heavenly father and are strengthened by him, like when we, (laughs) it sounds crazy, but like when we die, what we took with us, you know, like we took with us what we learned, we are leaving behind like, or worldly possessions. And so mm-hmm. it just brings comfort that like, hey, like the peace that we have, like we can 
always have. And it's just not, it's not just here on earth. And yes, following up with that, um, you may have heard the quote, may I never forget on the best day that I still need God as desperately as I did on my worst. And I think that's something that I need to always remember because I don't always pray as much as when like on my best days as when I do when I'm going through a trial. So recognizing that like, hey, if I'm having a really good day, I need God just as much as when I am having a really bad day. So, yes, because things are hopefully going to get like at least a little bit better. Right. Right. And so that's just an important thing. It goes along with what we were talking in our 2020 is not canceled episode. We can take this time to really learn and to grow instead of just complaining about it. And instead of just honestly worrying ourselves sick, we can use this time to build our relationship with Jesus Christ. Just like that quote says, Um, because just like you were saying, Brooke, like that is something that does not change when we die. Our relationship will be just as good as it was or as much as we want it to be honestly here on earth. So that makes me want to definitely make that relationship priority in my life because that's something that I'll take with me and it's going to be something that saves me here on earth. So yeah, just amazing. Yes. I'm so grateful for the gospel of Jesus Christ because during this time of 2020, we've seen blessings, (laughs) we've seen opposition, and I'm grateful that I can turn towards the Lord and that I've been blessed with the gospel of Jesus Christ in my life. That's one thing I'm so grateful for. And I mean, I, sometimes I'm like, why am I so lucky enough to have the gospel when so many people don't have it in this life. So, so grateful for that. I'm grateful for the strength that I received from Heavenly Father. And I hope that you guys learned a lot. I'm not trying to be preaching in any way. I'm so grateful that the things that Alyssa and I were inspired to find these talks, they really helped answer specific questions that I had. Me too. And it's just, it's a crazy time and we know it. And I'm just grateful that I had the chance to learn from what I studied. And we just encourage you to also become close to Jesus Christ and to share with somebody this episode, if you found it helpful, who might need it too. Um, there were just a lot of great quotes that honestly just help can help anybody in this crazy. Yeah. Like member or not, like we're all kind of struggling with just going, what is going on with the world? Like we keep finding more and more things that are like going on one thing after the next. Yes. And so just, Kind of, yeah, just reading quotes of just inspiration can definitely help someone have a better day. So Absolutely. So. Thanks for sticking with us. We know this was more of a spiritual right. episode, but we thought it was just super necessary. And Totally. Yes. Yes. I loved it. Me too. It's so good for my soul. Me too. I'm grateful <laughs> to have such a good friend, Alyssa, because as Alyssa. Me because too. You're just, I was just thinking that. I'm like, you're just making me want to be a better person. And it's so cool that I can talk no. to, you, to you about the gospel and... Anyways, it's just oh, really, really too. cool. The feelings are mutual. I love this. <laughs> I love this podcast so me much. Me too. <laughs> it's really, really amazing. I love it. So grateful for it. Um, so like always, we share a turnout story. And this is from a good friend of mine for my mission. She is, I served in Jamaica. And so she's Jamaican and she is a sweetheart. So cool. So strong. I really thought she was actually the coolest person. So Anyways, and this story just shows she really is because um, it's just a really, really cool story. So take it away, Alyssa. Okay. (laughs) Awesome. I was in my last semester of grad school. In a few short months, it would be over. 
All the late nights, lack of sleep, stress of exams and assignments. I could see the light at the end of the tunnel. I had one final hurdle. I needed all A's in this semester to receive a distinction in my MBA. I wasn't going to quit now. I could almost taste it. I got four A's and now I had the final one to get. I had my paper, my final paper to complete. This was a group assignment. My initial group decided to break up and join other groups. I approached a group and asked if I could join. I was a diligent student. I didn't even mind doing most of the work. I was an A student who was very focused. No one would reject me. That's where I was wrong. The group I chose was accepting of me except for one student. For some reason, was adamant she didn't want me in her group. I hastily went to the group meeting, not yet aware of my fate of being cast aside like yesterday's news. As I sat down, ready to receive my part of the assignment, I noticed the cold, hard stares, and then one group member blurted out that I wouldn't be allowed to join. I asked why, but received no answer. I grabbed my bag and laptop case, and as I turned to walk away, I couldn't control the tears streaming down my cheeks. I couldn't understand it. I worked, I studied, sacrificed, and shared with these people for almost two years, and without explanation, they turned on me in my time of need. After I got myself together, I called the only other available group of friends I knew and explained my situation to them. They were happy to accept me as they knew I would assiduously do my part. After long nights of writing and rewriting our paper, we submitted it and awaited our grade. When the final grades came out, I nervously logged into my student account to check my grade. There it was, right beside my name, Distinction. Needless to say, we received an A. The group that rejected me received a B+. Hmm. (laughs) When I think back of that encounter, I realized that it was God that removed them from my path to clear the way for me to reach my full potential. I wouldn't have gotten my distinction if they had accepted me into their group. Their rejection forced me to become humbler and work harder to achieve my goal. This experience has taught me to have faith and wait upon the Lord. There's a saying that goes, what people may mean for your bad, God means for your good. I carry that with me and I carry his grace with me because I know for certain that he has been with me at all times. I'm so grateful she shared this story because it's what I needed to hear right now. Because why do I ever question God? Like, he literally has a plan. So I really need to hear this. It's so good. Me too. I love what she did with that rejection. She kind of twisted it and said, you know what? I needed that. Like, that was for me. That was a blessing in disguise. So Right. And to think about, like, that actually would hurt so bad. To be walking away, like I would be crying too. And we've all had that rejection Me feeling too. before. It's just like, what is happening? It doesn't feel good. No. Especially with no explanation. It's like, what? Right. And I think it just goes down to just like, hey, like we're going to go through hard times, obviously. But <laughs> like there's a reason for it because God has a plan and he sees the bigger picture. He knows who we need in our life to help us get to where we need to be, to grow, to learn. And so I just think that's a really cool story. And so thank you so much for sharing. We love these turnout thank stories you. so much. So much to learn from Keep everyone. Keep coming. Yes, please. Yes. It definitely helped me. Thank you. Thank you. We hope you guys you. liked our episode. Um, we thoroughly enjoyed it. And I totally felt the spirit today. <laughs> so thank you, Alyssa. So good. Yes. Thank you. Um, as usual, rate, review, share, because we all need a great podcast in our lives. Yes. <laughs> and follow us at the Turnout Podcast on Instagram. Please send us your turnout stories. Yes, please, please. We would love to hear and learn from you. 
Yes. Well, yes, until next guys. week. Bye. See ya. Yeah.